Well, hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Max Danielson Show. I'm your host, Max Danielson, and joining me today is another uh, guest from my former high school, Bishop Lynch High School. He is currently a Rice football player, um, and as well as I called him back when he played basketball on the Bishop Lynch team, the next German Jesus, that is Mr. Jack Bradley. Jack, welcome on to the show, my man. What's up, Max? Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, man. Uh, so it's tradition around here on the show. First of all, I ask what you do. Uh, I know I stated that you're a, a football player over at Rice University, uh, but as well, kind of just fill us in uh, about kind of just some, just kind of your personal stuff, uh, what you're trying to major in at Rice, and then as well, some of your favorite sports teams. So I'll let you take it away. Yeah, so um, I am currently going to my sophomore year of college and I'm in the social sciences department. I haven't declared my major yet. Uh, I'm still working on that. Um, I am originally from Texas. I've lived in Texas my whole life. So, I mean, NBA, I'm huge Spurs fan. I mean, that's probably, you know, against your preference, Max, but, uh, you know, um, I mean, pretty much all Texas teams, you know, I'm, I'm supported, I'm supported of it, but mainly a Spurs fan just because, you know, I grew up in San Antonio. Um, you know, I've lived pretty much everywhere in Texas. So I gotcha. I gotcha. That's, that's I mean, hey, I got to give respect to big old, uh, Timmy D down there for San Antonio, even though yes, it is sir. German Jesus's birthday today or when the podcast goes yeah, up, it'll be yesterday. Um, so let's kind of get yeah. into a little bit of an interview here. I mean, first of all, I mean, talk about a weird uh, second semester for our freshman year. I just wanted to ask you kind of what your current state is right now, how you finished up classes, and then I know it's it's a very, very interesting time with the whole family situations, us kind of go, getting to go home, uh, see our families for a prolonged time. I would imagine there's at some point in, in your mind that you are just ready to get back to college. Yeah, no, I, I just remember um, that text we got at, at college saying classes were canceled. And it was, you know, it was a big, like, you hear, you hear the screams of excitement in the hallway. But, I mean, we didn't realize, you know, the, the, um, the impact it would actually have. I mean, we're, we've been gone for, what, about three months now? Three months now, yeah. And so it's, I mean, it's been good. Um, you know, obviously spending time with family is awesome, but mm -hmm. it's, I mean, once you kind of get used to living by yourself and then, you know, coming home for three months, it's kind of just, you know, you feel like you're taking steps back. I mean, but I mean, it's been, it's been bittersweet, you know, spending time with family is good, but you know, you kind of miss being on your own, hanging out with, you know, people in your dorm or, you know, seeing teammates and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I do want to ask you, kind of going on uh, something that you mentioned there. So, did they at Rice? Did they cancel all classes, or did they actually move them to online? Yeah. So, what they did is they actually set us up on Zoom. They gave all of us Zoom accounts before we even knew it was going to happen. Um, so we, you know, just got this email like we were all like, "Oh, okay," like we didn't think anything of it. Um, but basically, all the teachers knew that they're transitioning to online and they started making their curriculum online 
And so we, we had about two weeks to kind of get adjusted. Um, we kind of went, you know, back into Zoom, Zoom classes and uh, things like that um, just to, you know, kind of finish up the semester. But they made it – they did a really good job, honestly. They, did, they made it really easy just, you know, being able to, you know, because obviously it's not the best situation trying to finish up classes from home. So, um, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a hard adjustment, you know, it was, it was fairly simple. It was a, it was pretty tough at the beginning, but toward the end it got a little easier. Yeah. I would, I mean, I would also probably, I think you would agree upon this too, like Bishop Lynch prepared pretty well, especially with all the E days. Now going into those online classes, it was pretty easy. How you were making it sound? I thought you were saying that classes were canceled for y'all for the whole for the rest of the year. I was about to say you are one lucky ass kid there, if no, that was the case. That's, that's, that was the initial thought, and we, because like I said, we just didn't know uh, what they were going to do. But I mean, initially it was a big celebration, but you know, obviously that's not not the case. But. Yeah. Now. Kind of going back on to what I was talking about with Bishop Lynch, I want to ask you kind of what your experience was like there. I mean, you were a two-sport athlete with basketball and football. I mean, heck, I called you German Jesus when you were playing basketball because you were one of the tallest guys out there. And for football, I mean, literally anything the quarterback threw, you could catch it. So kind of just talk about what your Bishop Lynch experience was like. Um, I mean, and just what that had an impact for you, not only in your sports, especially the fact that you still play uh, collegiate football, but as well just academically as a whole. Yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of people discredit taps and um, the athletics that go on, um, but honestly, we I mean, we played really high level football. We played we played really high level basketball. And even track, I mean, I did track too. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. But but even track, I mean, we we would go up against some, I mean, quality schools. And I, I mean, honestly, transferring from public school, I didn't think, I thought it was going to be easy too. Like all my friends in public school are like, oh, you're going to, you're going to dominate. Like it's going to be just easy, easy going. But um, I, actually, like I would say it's, you know, the same or even better as, you know, coming from a 5A public school in Texas. Um, but, you know, just, I mean, we had great coaches. We had great talent. While I was like every team I had, you know, we had a lot of talent, um, which, I mean, I can't, I can't ask for a better setup as far as athletics go. Uh, and academics, I mean, Bishop Witch is known for, you know, being one of the better schools. I mean, colleges see that BL shield on your transcript and it's, I mean, it's automatic, um, you know, Oh, okay. This, I mean, these people are, these people are probably, you know, one of the smarter, um, you know, they've had to work for it. Uh, you know, just great teachers, great history, great, I mean, leaders and mentors all around. I mean, I mean, we can all, I'm pretty sure you can say we've all had, you know, someone at BL that we can, you know, attribute our, um, you know, values and success to. Uh, yeah, today. absolutely. So, absolutely. I mean, really- heck, had Mr. Gibson on uh, past week. I mean, he was a humongous part for me. Um, and, of course, I've yeah. talked about Miss Longoria 
handful of times here on the podcast, so I could definitely agree upon that. Um, but I think Bishop Lynch, for both of us, has prepared us extremely well. Not only, I mean, I know that Rice University is one of the tougher universities academically and for athletics in um, not only Texas, but as well the United States. And I kind of want to transition into Rice uh, not only just the academic side, what's the difference between that and Bishop Lynch, but of course, uh, what's Division One football like versus high school? I know I've had a couple guys from my uh, college at the Division Three level, and compared to what I hear at some Division Ones, it is a whole nother world. But of course, you have a firsthand encounter of that, so I just kind of want to ask you, not only what is Rice like academically versus uh, Bishop Lynch, but just what is the day in the life like of a Division One football player? Yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, I mean, I mean, like we've been talking about, Bishop Lynch is, you know, one of the greater uh, college prep schools. And for academics, I would say the only difference is at Rice, You, I mean, it's the students walking around are the top of the top, and they um, – they just have something that they're really good at. And it's it's really amazing to hear and to, I mean, just be around those people, just hear them talking. I mean, it's, uh, it's I mean, even just my sweet mates, my sweet mates are, um, you know, one of them's running two businesses and the other one's, I mean, constantly studying or, I mean, I don't, I don't even think he's ever in the room during the week. He's always, you know, outside in a study group or something. But, I mean, just being around those people that they've worked, like, tirelessly to be, you know, the best at their school. And, I mean, it actually, it rubs off. I mean, I just, I can see myself progressing just, you know, being around those people, learning how to study better, learning how to, I mean, just get better grades, uh, that kind of stuff. Um, and in the same way, it's... Uh, pretty much the same thing for athletics i mean d1 is uh, you know it's it's more of the little things that kind of pop out uh in high school you can kind of get away with you know i mean like you mentioned i'm you know the tallest guy or i'm the biggest whatever um but d1 i mean everyone is equally as good or better and it's i mean if you if you don't have a little thing that separates you then it's i mean there's there's not really a place for you to be i mean um just for me i mean just focusing on my technique and those i mean like step here um a hand here uh just hat placement all this i mean i'm sure you know you, you can kind of understand that but just having to having to adjust to you know everyone being the same as you or better is you know you got to find those little things that can can separate you from the pack absolutely now i do kind of want to go on a little bit more in depth to the whole football thing a big thing that's extremely big i mean with college football especially the division one uh, level is the game day atmosphere and just everything that goes on in a given game day. So I want to ask you, uh, being a freshman in that, what was that like to experience that? Because I know 
you know, at Bishop Lynch, I mean, a game day was extremely big. I mean, y'all would get to wear the jerseys and everything. Everyone would show up at Rufino Stadium. But I know there is a, a whole different side to the story when it comes to not only just football in college, but especially at the Division One football uh, level and especially like a, at a uh, university like Rice. Yeah, it's um... – I mean, it almost feels like uh, you're – I mean, it feels like you're the main event. It's – I mean, I just remember our first game, you know, we we have, you know, the charter plane. So, obviously, you're you're a freshman and you're walking out. You're like, oh, we have, we have our own plane. We're about to, you know, we're loading on the plane, getting ready to fly up to New York. Um, and then, you know, on game day, it's like – you have your whole, uh, I, I can't remember what they call it. It's, I mean, it's where the police escort you. It's where they have like, you know, the cops like yeah. behind in front of you. And you're, I mean, you're getting an entourage, right an entourage. Yeah, entourage. I mean, it's like, you know, you're just imagine you're freshman, like getting ready to play your first game and you like had no clue about all this stuff. And it's just, I mean, they, they treat you like royalty. I mean, you get off the bus, you got your lines of fans. Um, and then, I mean, obviously during the game, um, you know, we played some big programs, uh, the first four non-conference games. And, I mean, those those opponents, they, I mean, they pack the stands. It's, um, it's, it's, really, it's really a different experience i mean obviously game days in texas are always going to be um huge as far as you know bl high school football and all around that but um just it's it's completely different in college it's 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 like the main event so it was really cool now i'm going to put you on the spot here uh sticking with rice football i want to ask you this because this question came to mind just now i want to ask you Going through, because you mentioned that, like, the whole game day with the fans and everything, has there been a moment yet, or at least uh, that you can remember, maybe even a teammate, that is either strange or just, like, one of the more memorable memories on, like, a game day, whether that be with, like, fan interaction or the game day itself? I want to ask you, what's, like, either the most memorable one that you've had or maybe you've heard one from uh, a teammate or two? Yeah, I mean, you mean you mean as far as like, like in the locker room or like with fans or either or honestly, with, whatever whatever um, is the most memorable, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I, I can give you two examples. Go uh, for it, yeah. So in the in the locker room, we have uh, uh, the smelling salts. I don't, uh-huh. I don't know if you've seen that with NFL and everything. Oh yeah, uh, I know exactly, and I've smelled them yeah. before, and they are—that'll yeah. wake you up for sure. Yeah, so it's—I mean, I just—I mean, we've had—we had two O linemen drafted, and uh, I mean, obviously our our head coach is—you know—he's um, a big O line guy, and you know, we we always we always have great linemen, and so I just vividly remember. Like the first couple games, our strength coach is walking around to those big linemen, giving them the, the salts, and they're—I mean—they're just—they're just like—I mean, 
it's it, it was really a sad, like I don't I don't want to play against my teammates like the, the, seeing those guys like it was it was really crazy and then um, as far as fan wise um, I thought I thought it was a really cool thing uh, with some of the some of the regular students at Rice when we were playing Texas they actually you know they're Rice is known for being just kind of uh, laid, laid back fan base just kind of funny you know sense of humor type like our band is pretty much joking the whole time and um, so they they made a sign saying we want Bama and then a couple of my friends blew up my face on a fat head and put my face right next to that right next oh, to that awesome. sign saying we want Bama so I was I was pretty much the poster child in the stands for <laughs> we want we want Bama um, so that was that was funny to look up and see that, but um, yeah, was, there's, there's a lot there's a lot more stories, but those are just two things that were pretty cool. Dang, yeah, absolutely. Um, shoot, I mean that smelling so I could definitely see uh, that being a smelling stalls. Now I wonder it now. I know that Cole Garcia is on the uh, Rice football team. He's an O lineman, correct? Right. Yeah. Is he one of those guys taking the smelling salts? Oh, oh, I mean, last year he he redshirted last year, so he I mean he wasn't involved like he wasn't you know preparing to play because obviously you know he's not playing, but he's I mean in practice he's just as intense. He's I mean he's definitely one of those guys, and I'm looking forward for him to play I mean, this coming year yeah i remember cole i mean cole was one hell of a crazy dude great dude great oh, yeah. guy but i know like as soon as he got on the field he was always a crazy child on there i mean he was a humongous right. part for just the o-line for the friars i mean i those were some great games to call uh so this is kind of gonna be the last topic for this interview here before we get on to kind of the sports bit here so i want to ask you uh what are your plans so far? I mean, this upcoming fall, I know, I believe, what, it's at the end of July, you got to report out to Rice. Um, what What's the plan for that? I mean, this upcoming year, the potential football season, do you think there's going to be a football season, or do you think that something's going to come up, honestly? No, I mean, I'm 99.999% positive there's football. Um, you know, we've I like already that number. I like that number. Yeah, we've already we've already scheduled uh, first couple games, and you know, I I'm pretty I'm pretty sure there's going to be a season. So I don't think there's any there's no need to worry about any of that. But um, yeah, I mean, just as far as our team, um, I mean, we we made big we made big steps this past spring because we we were lucky to get about a couple weeks of spring ball. Um, and we, I mean, we made, we made a lot of progress. We got a great group of freshmen and in, incoming freshmen. Um, and uh, honestly, we're, we're, um, you know, we're looking good to make a bowl game this year. So that's, I mean, that's the goal. And I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we're there. I mean, I think, I think we got the pieces to do it. I think we learned a lot from last year and, you know, that's, that's what, that's what we're going to do. So I'm just I'm ready to turn this program around and start start doing big things. You know, this coming fall. 
Heck yeah, man. I'd love to see y'all in a bowl game, especially see Jack Bradley out there making some unbelievable catches. I oh, yeah. need to see that. Uh, whether that be next year or whether that be in the years in advance, I'm looking forward to that especially. Uh, so we are going to take a very quick commercial break. When we come back, we are going to get into the main event of the show, which is discussing the recent sports news. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back. The Max Danielson Show is proud to announce Gage's Granite as an official sponsor for the Saturday podcast. Gage's Granite is a family-run company operating nearby in the Dallas Metroplex. They offer custom granite, travertine, onyx, and marble countertops to homeowners and businesses since 2000. Give them a call today at 972-243-6097 or visit gagesgranite.com or on Facebook and Twitter. You can also stop by the main showroom located at 2427 Glenda Lane in Dallas. Gage's Granite, a proud sponsor of the Max Danielson Show. Hey guys, this is Jason with Lacrosse Monkey. Are you looking for a place to shop for your next athletic season? Monkey Sports is here to help. Whether you're looking for baseball, hockey, or lacrosse gear, if you can dream it, we've got it. We provide both the latest and best on the market equipment for your athlete. Stop by and visit us at 105 West Bethany Drive, right off of US 75 in Allen. Monkey Sports, a proud sponsor of the Max Danielson Show. And welcome back to the Max Danielson Show, where we left off. We were talking to Jack about uh, not only uh, what family life has been during quarantine, his experience through Bishop Lynch, and as well what his current situation is at Rice and the football program that he's got going on over there. So now we're going to get into sports. And, uh, well, it seemed like there would not be an MLB season, but apparently it's saying that the Players Association or the Players Association and the owners are coming close to a deal but now there's a little bit of controversy whether or not there is going to be a season after all. Not only that, but with just with other sports, and we'll get into that for the last topic of today's video. Um, but I want to ask you, Jack, I mean, do you think that we'll even see an MLB season? Because, I mean, I don't know how much you've been keeping up with MLB news, but the owners and the Players Association have been on complete bipolar opposites of the scale. One's trying to get in the most amount of games, the most amount of pay where the owners are trying to get in the least amount of games and the least amount of pay, of course, to make up for all the fans that are not going to be in attendance for this year's games. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to pretend like I'm a huge baseball guy. I mean, I, obviously, I keep up with it. I, I mean, I got you and Aaron and, you know, all my all my buddies, you know, they, they kind of keep me in in the loop with it. But um, I think I think it's – the players' voices that are most powerful. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there is a season because I, I mean, I've, I've seen everything on social media that players are pushing to play, and um, you know, obviously, having the, you know, the whole Astros thing and the whole, I mean, I feel like there's kind of a bitter taste from, you know, last season. Uh, I, I mean, I think that it would benefit the MLB to kind of have, you know, a fresh start and. Um, you know, you know, kind of take take the next step. Now, would it benefit the Astros? Uh, 
I don't think so. I think we're going to see a lot of guys getting beamed this year. But, I mean, hey, we might even see that with the Yankees and the Red Sox and all that because even more stuff is coming out. So who knows what's that. Um, So another topic we got here on the show, we don't really talk about soccer that much, but especially with Premier League starting back up, uh, there was a really big transfer. And for those of the viewers who don't know uh, kind of what a transfer is, it's basically in North America like free agency where – a team can buy um, a player off of an or- another organization by giving them money versus the player just leaving the team and uh, signing for a certain amount of money like here in North America. Uh, but Timo Werner out of the uh, Budsley or Budzilig, uh Actually, shoot, I got to – I have sometimes uh, problems with pronouncing this name. I don't know why. Um uh, but a silly, you know, I'm not even going to pronounce it. There's that I have Jared for that, but, uh, our, he's coming from RB Leipzig. Uh, he's a humongous piece and he's going to be, uh, transferring over to Chelsea. And especially for being only 24 years old, he's one of the best strikers in the game, especially coming out of Germany. I mean, this is a humongous move for Chelsea. I know that, uh, he was, uh, supposed to go or Liverpool was the favorites to get him, especially, with the team that Liverpool has right now, I mean, about to push for a Premier League championship. Um, now, Timo going to Chelsea when he'll be transferring over in July, that's going to be a humongous uh, impact for that team that has always had a strong legacy. But especially in recent years, they haven't been the greatest. But, I mean, getting a young guy like Timo Warner is really going to help them uh, come the long haul. Now, for how long he stays, that's going to be the number one question. And do I eventually think he's going to go to the Reds? Possibly. I know he said that he's wanted to go there, but eventually we're just going to have to see. But for right now, I think this is a great move for Chelsea. So. I would imagine you don't know much about soccer, Jack. Oh, I mean, I I just, I saw this, I saw this on Twitter the other day. Um, I mean, I kind of saw that, you know, he's, he's a really good player, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pretend like I know a whole lot about it, but I mean, my fa- my favorite thing is, is it the Premier League that does the, the pictures of the fans and the stands, like they're yes, they're, they're gonna be they're yeah. pumping out a uh, crowd noises for that for Premier yeah. League. That was the coolest thing I saw. Like, yeah, it was. Like and especially, I know in Premier League, they uh, did, for the first games, they did Black Lives Matter on the back of the jersey, which, which I think was really, really cool. Yeah. yeah and also, awesome. the pronunciation is Bundesliga. I don't... It's literally Bundesliga. <laughs> um, I don't know why I had problems pronouncing that. Again, that's why I have Jared Hedges. By the way, for my viewers who don't who don't know, we relaunched Jam Sports, so make sure to go check that out every single Monday at noon uh, on the Jam Sports Podcast, which is also on Anchor. Uh, I can get into that a little bit later, though, at the end of the episode. But this is kind of big, especially, of course, you being a football guy, uh, with the whole Jamal Adams thing. Now, for a long time, he's been wanting out of New York. There's been a ton of rumors that have been surrounding the fact that he wants out of New York. Uh, Last season, he was very, very close to being traded to the Cowboys. That fell through at the deadline. And now here he is. He's demanded a trade to seven teams. Um... and I really want to ask you, first of all, what is that impact for the Jets? And second of all, 
where do you actually see Jamal Adams landing? Because if I'm being honest, I don't see it with the Cowboys just based on the fact that A, they're going to have to pay so much for him with draft picks and players, but B, they're not going to be able to sign him down the road come the fact that now they got to sign Dak Prescott to a massive deal. If he holds out, they just signed Zeke to Marcus Lawrence. They just signed Amari Cooper. And on top of the fact, you got to eventually re-sign Leighton Vander Esch um, and as well guys like Michael Gallup and whenever CeeDee Lamb's contract eventually expires. So there's a lot of money situations that is going to be in the future for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I mean, Jamal Adams, what, I mean, that dude's a monster. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's from around Dallas, too. I believe but, so, uh, yes. Yeah. But um, he's, for me, I, I feel, I don't, I saw something where he could potentially go to the Bucks, And, I, I mean, that that would be an exciting thing because, I mean, that team, you know, picking up the GOAT and Gronk, obviously, is, you know, it would be an exciting thing to see. But, and I not mean, even to mat- or not even to mention also Mike Evans and Chris Godwin plus as right. well um, OJ Howard on the team. Right. I mean, I've seen so many possible places for him to go, um, but um, I mean, I, I'm I'm pretty positive he'll 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 go to you know a team like the Cowboys or like like the Bucks, like a, you know a bigger stage and you know higher expectations. Um, but it'll, it'll be exciting to see what he does. Now, let me ask you this. Um, are you a Texans fan or a Cowboys fan? Yes. I've never, like, I never really chose uh NFL team. I mean, I don't, I don't really know what it was. I just, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm, like, a huge fan of either. I mean, I just kind of keep up with both. And, um, you know, I feel like my... Twitter is just full of cowboy stuff because you know, I follow guys like guys like you and Jackson and um, you know all that. But uh, yeah, I'm not really I haven't really picked which which one I'm a fan of. I kind of just watch both, keep up with both. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you this: Do you think do you think it would be smart for the Cowboys to go after him, or do you think they would sacrifice too much? Um. Honestly. I think it would be smart. I think that you know they they've been trying to get over the hump for a long time. You know, I mean, a guy like Jamal Adams is, I mean, that'd be a huge piece. But obviously, that's you know, it's going to take away some area of, um, I mean, what they're trying to do. But I mean, I think. I think Jamal Adams is worthy of that. I mean, he's he's uh, he's definitely a star player. He's someone you want to have. So I think it is it would be worth them trying to get him. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I'm concerned, like I've said with the Cowboys, is the fact that what if they give up too much? I mean, I mean, it's going to cost yeah. some draft picks for sure. Um, but then the question is with the whole financial situation, especially having to re-sign more players. I mean, what I'm what I'm worried about if it's for the Cowboys is the same thing that happened to Byron Jones. Cause I mean, Byron Jones was yeah. a humongous part of that secondary this past year for the Cowboys. And now losing that, I mean, that's going to really, really hurt the Cowboys in the secondary. Um, I mean, they still have great linebackers. They still have a good defensive line, 
but that secondary is going to be something that is going to be interesting to watch um so that'll be interesting kind of see where jamal adams plays out i feel like it'll happen over the next week but kind of the final topic of today's uh podcast here and it's really the big topic and one probably that will have the most discussion about that so not only for the bundesliga but as well for premier league soccer started as and even in new zealand i mean they have fans in the stands for goodness sakes i mean they haven't had a covid case in over now i believe four weeks uh nhl and nba are set to uh, return but over the past couple days there has been tests going around um especially of course you have to test all the players uh during this whole time with coronavirus and a lot of positive tests have came through um not only through the premier league i believe they said five guys were tested and they all five or five people were tested positive of course you or no 17 guys um throughout the league of course the university of texas a couple people with the phillies um a couple other with the Tampa Bay Lightning as well, um, including a ton more teams. And, of course, there's even going to be more to come. So, really, the real question that's now becoming a reality to ask is, will we even have sports this summer? Or will it be just like we saw in March where everything becomes postponed again and we're stuck at, in quarantine with nothing else to do? Yeah, I mean... I think I think there has to be sports. I mean, I, I don't think there there's there's way too much um, you know medical staff and people like I mean even even at my own university. I mean we we've handled the the return you know pretty pretty well so far, and I think you know there is there is going to be a lot of positive tests and there is going to be you know some cases here and there, but. I mean, I'm, I mean, there's, there's, it's just been too long. I think we need, we need sports back. And I think leagues realize that. And I mean, this is just bias for me, but I hope, I hope everything comes back. Obviously it's not going to be the same as far as, you know, fan attendance and, um, you know, it's going to have to be a safer um, environment, but I think, you know, bring stuff back is, is, mandatory and it's something that we need right now so now let me ask you this i mean because the fact that yes i would definitely agree we need sports but now the question becomes do you think i mean because let's be honest here we're not going to see fans for at least a while so the first question i have for you is when do you think we could even see fans returning in north america but the second question really becomes now Will it be, because I think every single sports league wants to come back, Adam Silver has done a terrific job at helping towards the NBA. I know Roger Goodell is going to do kind of the same. Rob Manfred is freaking my, Rob Manfred and has done a terrible job with that with the MLB. <laughs> Premier League's done a great job. NHL is about to start up again. I believe camps are starting just right about now this time. Uh, but now the question becomes kind of, Will it be out of the league's decision? Will this be something that, I mean, the government's basically, or even just health officials in general, like the CDC and um, the World Health Organization, if they're going to step in and say, hey, I mean, you can't do it this year. There's too much risk. Do you think we could see that? Or do you think that it's pretty much that there is about to be Hunger Games mode where it's, well, you have fun, fend for yourself, figure it out. Yeah, no, I think... I think it definitely is 
you know, it's, it is the CDC's job and it is all those, you know, medical professionals job to kind of advise the whole thing. And I mean, if it was up to them, it would be, you know, let's just hold on, let's just wait. And I don't, I mean, I don't think we're going to have fans the same way until we get uh, the vaccine for this thing and we get, you know, the solution, uh, which I mean, could take who knows how long. Um, but I think at the end of the day, it is, it is still up to the leagues and it is still up to the players and the owners. And um, I, I think they just, they're going to realize like, some, we need to do something. And, you know, some, like you said, some people are doing better jobs and some people are doing worse jobs. That. Um, but I mean, I think every league is at least trying to have something to, you know, show for and when they're, when the time comes. So. Absolutely. I mean, even so, like, I mean, this is kind of going to be a new normal for a while. I mean, I don't know if we're even going to go back to what we considered was normal. I mean, this could be kind of like something like with the flu is that there's a, a new strand every single year with the coronavirus. We have no idea what's, I mean, people are still trying to learn about this stuff. Um, now, some countries have done a, gr a really, really great job, of course, of containing it um, and just kind of getting it away from their country. And others haven't done the greatest job, but, you know, still working on it. But it'll be interesting kind of to see how long this all goes and just what our new normal is going to look like. Because, I mean, even so with not only what's going on with this whole coronavirus, but just in general in the world today, I mean, there's not going to be a new normal, you know, or there isn't going to be a old normal it's gonna be this whole new normal and kind of the way we view the world and all that so that'll be really really interesting to see and who knows when we'll see that new normal if kind of what we have going on right now is the new normal or we'll see that in a year who knows but of course this is a sports podcast if we were a news podcast i could go into all that but again i don't like talking about politics that much uh so that is going to wrap up this episode of the max danielson show jack i thank you so much for coming on um final tradition of course on the show i just ask uh if you have anything else to say if you want to plug in anything uh social medias all of that now is the time to do so so I'll let you take that away um yeah i mean i appreciate you having me on uh it's been fun yeah i mean this, it's going to be on Twitter, so y'all go check this out. Uh, check out Max's other stuff. Um, and, I mean, I hope hope everyone listening comes and checks out Intellectual Brutality, whether it's, you know, six feet away or on the TV or whatever it is. But, yeah, I mean, appreciate it. Absolutely. And then finally, of course, for my viewers, uh, what I was talking about earlier, for those of you who don't know, uh, me and my former co-host at Bishop Lynch High School, Jared Hedges, relaunched uh, the Jam Sports Podcast, something we've been kind of thinking about for over a year. So it is, it, our first episode was launched last Monday or this past Monday. Uh, go check that out. That's going to be on Anchor at the Jam Sports Podcast. You can, all, you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at the Jam Sports Pod. And again, each podcast is going to be posted every single Monday. Um at noon so make sure to check that out and hear not only me and jared debate about sports but probably hear jared go on a tangent here and there about just some random things in sports but of course that's why i have jared hedges on the show so 
Uh, thank you from myself, Max Danielson, and as always, have a pleasant good morning, a good afternoon, or good evening to you, wherever or whenever you may be watching. Thanks, y'all, and have a great day, and we'll see you next episode.